Good morning, everybody, and once again, welcome to the um, the what second session of our Saturday rides. Uh, I'll be sharing with us this morning. You know, we've been talking uh, a lot about finances uh, this month, and so I will just want to stay within that subject. Um, but I will call it prayer, faith, and finance. How this three works together, prayer, faith, and finance. Uh, some weeks ago, I, I shared uh, with Awesome Church about uh, praying in terms particularly. But I'm going to just start because a lot of times people think like uh, the life of a believer uh, people try to think uh, about our life in a compartment as if there is a life for business, there is a life for spirituality, there is a life for different areas of their life. But the believer has one life. You know, uh, uh, in our scriptures, when we understand uh, in Second Corinthians 5, Uh, verse 17, the Bible says that therefore if any man is in Christ, is a new creature, you have one life. He said the whole previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold all things. Behold the new, the fresh, the new has come. But all things are from God. That means that everything that has to do with the life of the believer perceived from the father praise the lord so that that means we can know that everything we do our prayer life our faith life everything is connected to every other material or earthly blessings that we operate in hallelujah so we can't separate it we don't separate our life everything we do must spring forth from the life that we have received in Jesus. Hallelujah. So, just taking a look at one of the scriptures that we all are familiar with, uh, in First, First Corinthians 14, verse 4. Uh, this, this, you know, one of the ones that stood up for me last, last time I was looking at this scripture, he said, he who that speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. Hallelujah. Let, let's stay around that word improve a little bit. Improve himself. Improve himself. That, that means that as a believer, I can focus and improve any area of my life. By spending time to pray. Hallelujah. I can improve any area of my life. Is there any area that you're not sure of that you need improvement? You can be improved. Hallelujah. You can be improved. You know, recently I was listening to uh, Richard Roberts, that's the son of Ora Roberts. 
and he was sharing how Ora Robot University started. You know, Ora received an instruction from the Lord to build a university, but he doesn't even know how. As a matter of fact, he said that because God specifically told him he will build it based on the principle of faith. And A, he consulted people, but he didn't know how the outlook of Warabot University will look like. On one day, he will go out and spend time praying. He go out and spend time praying. One day, as he prayed in the spirit, he also then prayed out the things he was saying in tongues. He prayed it out in, in, in understanding. And at that moment, he just stopped and he came back and said, I know exactly what to do. Well, that is history today. We know where Aurora University is today and where it's existing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, God, the, every area of our life that we are lacking in anything can be improved. You know, and, you know, as I was looking at this, it, it just occurred to me then that I can say in the next three months, I want to improve on this area of my life. I want to work on my mindset concerning finances. And I will commit time to pray and study on it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John 16, verse 13. Jesus says something. He said, when the spirit of truth shall come, he said, we guide you into all truth. Into all truth, not some truth. That is in any area of our life that we need clarity, the Holy Spirit will guide us. Remember, ah, someone said, oh, no, it's you thinking maybe it's only when it's spiritual thing. No, David, Jesus made us to understand in his explanation about the work of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. He made them realize that he will do exactly the same way the same way he lived and he guided them, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit will do. And we know, even when they needed to pay tax, Jesus didn't say that is uh, a carnal thing. Jesus responded, he provided guidance. When he talks about their physical needs, Jesus provided guidance. He didn't say, oh, this one is the work of the flesh. It's desire of the flesh. No. Same thing with the believer. The Holy Spirit will do exactly what Jesus... The Holy Spirit is exactly who Jesus is to the disciples of us today. It's exactly what, the, what Jesus... Who Jesus is to the disciples. So he wants to be engaged in every area that of our life that we need his help. Amen. You know, James 
in the book of James, the Bible says that if any man lack wisdom, that's the way James 1 5. Another translation put it this way if any man do not know what to do, then that's the translation. He said, if you do not know what to do, you know, my brother, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge can exist without wisdom. Because knowledge has to do with the information gained. Expert talking to you and all that. You will gain knowledge, you will gain experience, you will gain reasoning, you will be acquainted with it. With any subject they are talking to you about. I, I like the way, you know, and <laughs> uh, especially I, I saw somewhere, it said knowledge is knowing how to use a gun. Wisdom is knowing when to use it <laughs> and when to keep it. Hallelujah. And James said, if any man lacks wisdom, if any man lacks wisdom, let him pray. God wants to be involved in every area of life. He, want, he surely wants to help us. You know, another story that comes to mind while preparing for this session is, you know, the Bible says, 2 Kings verse 4, from verse 1. A woman went to Elisha, a widow whose husband, the prophet, just died. And she went to Elisha. She cried to him. That is, prayed him to say, I need your help. Elisha didn't say, oh, your husband should have done better. Elisha didn't say he should have planned better. When creditor came, he responded to her. Hallelujah. God is interested in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. In every area, particularly our area of finance, an area of earthly blessings, God is interested. Oh, countless of time, countless of places in the Bible, we saw him intervene. God is interested. I want to encourage anyone today, if you are in any tight situation, just like the woman, this, this widow, Be rest assured of one thing. He is willing and he is available to help you. Hallelujah. That is the prayer part. Let's go to the first side. What of faith tells us? We must have absolute trust and confidence. in God's ability to help us and the fact and we must know and be confident about what he has said to us concerning finances. I know that we are all familiar with it, but this must be, you know, a conviction in our hearts. Todd John talks about the fact that John was writing he said, I, I, he said, I wish that you prosper 
and be healed. That's dungeon two. Even as your soul prospers, JB Finney says that I need you to prosper in everything that you do. It's rational to put it this way that I wish you to prosper in your daily affairs. In your daily affairs. In your daily affairs. Amen. In your daily affairs. He said you wish you prosper in your daily affairs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 8, verse 10. He says the one that gives power to get wealth. So God is interested in our daily affairs. He is interested in our daily affairs. Once the believer must be fully convinced about is the father we have God interested in everything that we do. Let's do Second Corinthians nine verse eight. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. He said, "And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance." I like the word abundance in this place. You know, if you read the story of that video, not only that God made provision for her to be able to pay off her debts, but also made provision and made it in abundance that they have extra to live on afterwards. Have you noticed that in the story that we read in, you have it in Matthew 15, you have it in John 6, now we're talking about um, the feeding of the 5,000, then follow up with the feeding of the 4,000, um, 4,000 and 5,000, 4,000. In the book of Matthew, you have them in the book of Matthew, you have them in the book of Luke and John and you know all the, uh, uh, the Gospels actually capture that story. You find out that each time, that there is actually extra left. There is usually extra left. So that, that tells us something. God is not just willing to meet your need now. His plan is to put you in a place of abundance where you have more than enough. You have more than enough to live with. Why? Because it is interested in our daily life. Glory to God. And we must be able to exercise it. We must be able to speak the truth of God's word to our life concerning our finances. You know, one of my lessons for me in Mark 11, 23, where, where that popular scripture that we all know, Mark 11, 23. Jesus said, you will have whatsoever you say. That you have whatsoever you say. We must learn to use our words 
properly when it comes to our finances. We must avoid speaking doubt and fear concerning our finances. A lot of times, believers pray right, but they don't speak right. I'll say that again. A lot of times, believers pray right, but they don't speak right. Because the moment we hear prayer, our religious antenna just quickly go up. But people tend to forget that what we say consistently is as important, if not more, but it's as important as our prayer. You can't spend hours fasting and praying. Then in your daily conversations, all that comes as a fear and doubt. Glory to God. We can't live that life. That is not the life we should live. Glory to God. So I should be able to say that God is able when I'm faced with a situation that is challenging. I should be able to say with boldness in my heart that God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessings come to me in abundance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And lastly, I said we were going to talk about prayer, faith, and finance. And they're all connected. On our finance, you know, as we take this topic, you know, it's easy for someone to just see somewhere to say that, well, um, when you hear all the things that are being said, it's when you have money that you can invest. <laughs> you will always find that in the scriptures that when it comes to finance, there's always something in with you that God will use. You know, the feeding of the fourth of the five thousand, there's a little boy with 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 loaf of bread and, and, and two fishes. The feeding of the four thousand, there's seven loaves and few fishes. Moses leading the children of Israel. There's a rod in his hand that he probably didn't even see as a weapon big enough to save the whole of Israel. Hallelujah. The second Kings that I read to us, Second Kings 4, you find out that the widow said, we don't have anything. He said, what do you have in your house? He said, well, we have one small oil. Hallelujah. Where you are today and what God has provided for you, it is enough to start up your investment plan. Just, just let him guide you. Hallelujah. Just let him guide you. 
just let him guide you. There are so many instruments, financial and investment instruments today, that you can start with very little. Let him guide you. There's this quote I, I remember from a wonderful apostle of wisdom we call him, Mike Middock. He said, when what you have in your hand is not enough, then that is not your harvest, that is your seed. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is your seed to bring other harvest, to, to multiply. When what you have today is not enough, then what you have in your hand is a seed. Hallelujah. So don't, don't at the back of your mind conclude that, oh, they are only speaking to some people. This can't cut across all of us. No. The little you have in your hand, that's where God will start with you. Hallelujah. That's where God will start with you. That's where God will start with you. It could be a gift. It could be an ability to do something. Ability to solve a particular problem that you think it wasn't enough to bring you into a place of abundance. That is where it's going to start with you. A little money coming into your hand, your ability to save that and invest it, that's where it starts with you. Every one of us, God has a plan to bring us into a place of abundance. He said, he is able to make all grace, every favor and every blessing come to you in abundance. Hallelujah. So, as you spend time this period, you know, sometimes when God brings us taught, uh, uh, bring us around a particular subject like this and impressing into uh, the leadership, into the pastors, are to bring us into subjects like this, is because they want us to be mindful of something. They want us to be mindful of something. So, I want us to I want to encourage us to give our utmost attention to this period, to this month. Because I certainly believe in my heart that God is setting us up for a supernatural increase. Hallelujah. It's setting us up for a supernatural increase. So let's set our mind on this. Remember, remember, recap what i've said earlier on when we spend time praying concerning any area of our life we will improve we will see improvement in that area and as we pray bible says faith coming by hearing we know that when we pray in the spirit he said we speaking not unto man but unto god he set us in the place of of, of conversation with our father and so our faith grew in that area of our life and lastly, what you have in your hand is a seed for your tomorrow. Thank you for taking time to listen to me this morning. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your week. God bless you.